listeners, if you're in high school, don't do this. Don't do this. Don't. This is the yeah, PSA. Exactly. <laughs> Stop, Stop typing. <laughs> Put the period piece down. <laughs> Put the period dress down. Take the bonnet off. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, lovely listeners. We're really excited for the episode today. Yes. We just recorded it. Yeah, the <laughs> vibes are immaculate in uh, the home studio right now. Absolutely. Um, we had so much fun with a highly anticipated guest. I yes. was so excited to finally speak to him because he is my favorite creator on TikTok. Yeah, we're basically starting the Y2K house on TikTok. <laughs> oh my um, God. That's my apartment that. officially. <laughs> We're all moving in. We are taking applications. Yes. Let us know. I've kicked out Phil. <laughs> it's over. Yeah. We had so much fun getting to chat with Yayan and I can't wait for you guys to listen because it was a fun time. Before we jump into the episode, we do just want to shout out one of our listeners, Donovan. Yes. They sent us just like the sweetest uh, DM about listening to our episodes and how how much they liked them and what they meant to him and it was really just so kind and yeah. we both um really appreciated it. Yeah, totally made my day. So, thank you so much mm-hmm. for your support. Um we've been getting like a lot of DMs recently, which has been so nice. Yeah, it's very nice to read. It's just great to hear that you enjoy what we're making and we're so happy to make it for you. Yeah, we're always down to chat in the DMs, so feel free mm-hmm. to hit us up whenever. And where can you do that? Oh my god, on Instagram. It's movies that raised us. Yeah, you can also if you have you know a lot of thoughts, you can also always email us. It's movies that raised us at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. Type it out. Yeah, get your thoughts on paper virtually. <laughs> you can also find us on Twitter at mtru underscore pod. And the highly anticipated TikToks yes. are at um, Movies That Raised Us Pod. Yes. I have a feeling there are going to be quite a few TikToks for this episode in particular. So you're definitely not going to yes. want to miss those. Yeah. And before we get into it, we just want to thank our partner, Little Lady Baby. Yes. Um, they have amazing vintage-inspired pieces Tops that say like groovy, tie-dye tops, mm-hmm. a little bit of a Brady Bunch throwback, yes. and all sorts of cute things. I just saw on their Instagram yesterday that they've made these really cool like floral bell bottoms. Oh my gosh. Which are so cute. It's all very 70s retro inspired. Yeah. So if you're looking to get a new fit for summer, definitely click the link in our bio or in the show notes because if you shop through our link – not only are you supporting an amazing small business owned by a woman, you're also supporting, mm-hmm. oh my God, an amazing podcast also owned by women. So ooh, you're going to want to do that. Hell yeah. And uh, without further ado, let's head into the episode. Well, well, well. Hello, hello, hello. We are bringing you a very exciting episode today. I personally am stoked. I'm very excited as well. 
We have a little taste for you from across the pond. Yes. We're very excited to have on uh, – oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I So I know how to say your name, but every time before I say it, I have to say Ryan to be like Ryan yes. with Ian. Yes. And I was about to be like Ryan Ian. <laughs> but, yes, we have Ian Cook with us today. You've probably seen their content on TikTok. Yes. <laughs> Also part of the Star Dazzle Awards. Do you want to say a little bit more about your content? Oh my God. I just, I go all over the place. I don't even know what to say when people say about my content <laughs> because it is literally just a recreation of everything that goes on inside my brain. I love that. Some days I think you just need to stop speaking and putting it on the <laughs> internet because that's all I do. <laughs> oh my gosh. When I first found you on TikTok, I was like, I'm sorry, is this like, is this person living inside of my brain? Because I feel like we have a lot of very similar opinions because I also loved One Direction, yes. uh, Vampire Diaries, yes. and Hunger Games oh, in high God. school. What a place to be. And I was the only, I was the only PETA gal while everyone else loved Gail. And I was like, what? no. Okay. War criminal. He's a war criminal. Oh. I didn't know you in high school, but he is literally a war criminal. And. Yes. And. Peter's hotter. Yes, exactly. Thank you so much. I'm sorry, but everyone is yeah. always like Josh Hutcherson. Everyone is always like, "Oh, Gail's the hot one." And I'm like, "No, come on, no. people." Peter, no. Josh Hutcherson is right there. What are you doing? The slander against this man. It's almost like it's like, would you prefer ground beef or like a filet mignon? <laughs> exactly. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I have been sending your TikToks to one of my friends from high school for months, and she's like, "You're the same person." I'm like, "I literally know." So it feels it feels very full circle to finally have you on the we're pod. We're the same. We're soul sisters. That's what we are. We're both blonde. Like we could easily ah, be related. True. I'm fake yeah. though. No way. Maybe that's an exposing. No one needs the, to know. I'm the public realm, but I am a fake blonde. You heard oh it here gosh. first. <laughs> an exclusive. <laughs> Um, I am curious what your, if you know what your astrological signs are. Okay. So I'm an Aquarius sun. Um, <gasps> then I'm, oh God, I always get them the wrong way around. No, I know it. I'm a Libra rising and a Virgo moon. I'm a Virgo moon. Which Ooh. is a very strange combination because I'm like two ear signs and then a Virgo. And it's just, I think that just perfectly describes why I'm all over the place constantly. <laughs> yeah. I'm also two air signs and an earth sign. I'm a Taurus, Aquarius, Ooh, Gemini. Okay. I love that. Yeah. Maybe that explains the bond, the deep psychological bond. It's the earth and air together. <laughs> so... In case you haven't guessed already by the title of this episode, we are yeah. doing 2008's Wild Child today. Yes. We would love to hear a little bit about your connection to this film, when you first saw it, why it why it speaks to you. Mm-hmm. Oh, just honest, honestly, I just do think there's no better film out there. Do you know what I mean? It's just from start to finish, it's a stellar piece of material to watch. I can't, I think I first watched it when I was... A, a way too young to watch it. Oh my I didn't understand half yeah. the jokes of it. I think I literally watched it when it came out. And I remember I got the DVD and I was just like, this is the best thing I've ever watched in my life. I need to make this girl's personality, <laughs> every aspect of my personality. I love that. And I think that was because I, 
also wanted to fall in love with Freddie Kingsley. I mean, how can Isn't you be honest? It? It's impossible. Yeah. What a boy. This movie like destroyed me. I had to watch Magic Mike after just to like have a fix. I was like, you're kidding. He's so hot. He's so attractive. And I think Freddie Kingsley was the literal like creation of my type in men mm. like every man that yeah. i've fancied in real life since is just freddie kingsley in a different form mm. and i swear yeah. if any man ever said more poppy more to me like freddie kingsley does i would just <laughs> fall on the floor i would fall on the floor oh i would i would lose my goddamn oh. mind and i would never 100%, 100%. recover oh, at the social when she goes up to him and he's like hello trouble i was like oh, oh my god <laughs> Honestly, I lost huh? my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's he's so hot. This was Mo's first time watching the movie, oh my so God, I'm, I'm glad Mo. you could finally experience it. How did it take you this yeah. long? I mean, I'm glad know, you've come it's... to it now, but I'm I'm worried that it took you so long. <laughs> I think it's because I'm not like a big Emma Stone gal. Oh, Emma, Emma Roberts. Roberts. Oh but my fucking very god. Fair, yeah. Very Emma fair. Roberts. <laughs> Very fair. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people do either love or hate her. Yeah. But for me, I think because of my origins with this film, I am a bit of an Emma Roberts stan and it comes to her movies and TV shows like Mm -hmm. Obsessed. Well, I think that this movie kind of really cemented her and she found like her niche as like that like mean girl, bitchy girl trope. Mm -hmm. Like this is where I remember seeing it for the first time. Because like in Aquamarine and Unfabulous, she was kind of like quirky, nerdy gal, you know. Yeah. And seeing Poppy Moore just cemented that this is who I wanted to be, even though that was not the way my life was going to (laughs) go. Like I was obsessed with (laughs) Hunger Games and books. I was never going to be the mean popular one but (laughs) that's all i wanted to be all i wanted to be a malibu moment wasn't in the cards oh my god (laughs) oh my gosh yeah (sighs) this movie um as we found out is quite divisive like a lot of people yeah christina showed me some like nasty letterboxd reviews <gasps> yeah for a while, child. i was looking at the letterboxd reviews the other day and it was either people being like this is the worst film i've ever seen or p- people being like this is the worst film i've ever seen i love it five yeah. stars but for me so, there's not even an aspect of it being a bad film like in my head <laughs> this is oscar nominated like i'm sorry mm-hmm. i think what can you pick apart from it it's got beautiful character development, beautiful scenes. It's got Freddie Kingsley. Yeah. There's nothing it doesn't have. It's true. It's true. <laughs> um, while we were doing some research, we found out that Emma Roberts and Alex Pettifer <gasps> dated afterwards, which yes. I had no idea. And he got a tattoo of her name uh, on his ring finger. I would freak Stop out. it. And then they broke up a couple months later. Oh no, that is so awful. I think Emma Roberts has like a, a gene where she can like, encapsulate yeah, men yeah 100 percent. oh yeah like, like a siren like she pulls them but in she's, yeah oh, exactly i'm not surprised because mm-hmm. she is stunning yeah i think she's so gorgeous she's had a child though so recently hasn't she yeah, yeah. i didn't even know yeah she was garrett headland who is a beautiful man yeah. as well mm-hmm. stunning stunning, stunning man. specimen yeah my gosh definitely we did see this pic of, I'm assuming it was like maybe the red carpet for like this movie. 
of her and Alex Pettifer <laughs> um, together. And she is like a little, she looks like a little girl next to him because he's like so tall. Yeah, and she's so tall. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> the way that they look at the photo is like hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I feel like she's got to be like five feet tall. Yeah. yeah. I don't think she's yeah. very tall at all. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was nice to see Emma Roberts in something when she was younger because we did Aquamarine a while ago, but I think the last thing mm. I saw her in was Holiday. Oh, what a film. And that man. was a wild ride. <laughs> Again, a beautiful man. I don't know what she's doing, yeah. but she's picking up the correct <laughs> co-stars mm-hmm. every it's time. True. Every time. Yeah. What a beautiful... I remember I watched Holiday. This is a bit of a tangent, but I literally remember I watched Holiday and I fell in love with that man. And I remember <laughs> yeah. thinking like, oh, this is this is the man of my dreams. Like, this is the man that I'm in mm. love with. And no tea, no shade to him, but I can't even remember his name now. I don't know his <laughs> name. I have no idea. It was no such idea. a whirlwind yeah. romance with me and him. <laughs> I was so obsessed. And now I'm like, who are you? Mm. Where are you? What are you up to? Is he Australian? Yes, he is. Okay. I was like, did I make that up in my memory? <laughs> no, he's yeah. very much a beautiful mm. Australian, like Heath Ledger. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. Love Heath Ledger. What, again, what a man. What a beautiful man. Yes, truly, yeah. truly. You you look a lot like Heath Ledger. I yeah. always think see, that when I see pictures of you. I don't see it at all, but I was with my friend the other day and I was going on and on about him and she was like, yeah, Ian, it's a joke because you literally look exactly like him. Yeah. And I just don't see it. And it makes me worry because I'm like, when I post all these videos about him, do people just think I'm being so conceited? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't I don't think so. I like, when Heath Ledger was blonde, like in A Knight's Tale, I feel oh. like that's where it really, it sticks out. See, but that's what hits me the most because that's where I fancy him the most. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, that's some good self-love yeah, right there. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I yeah. guess so. I mm-hmm. don't see it genuinely, but mm-hmm. if it's true, I'm very happy with that. I'm never going to be like, oh no, please don't make me look like one of the most gorgeous men in the world. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> no. Absolutely. Yeah. We should just dive right in. Yeah. Head into it. Oh, let's dive in. I'm ready. Mo, take it away. Lights up. No. (laughs) The the screen is Poppy laying in bed. Um, She's like slowly starting to open her eyes, kind of like realizing where she is, and she screams, shit. Stomps downstairs. She walks up to her younger sister, Molly. And she's like, so dad's fucking girlfriend Rosemary is moving in today. And Molly is like making a PB&J, minding her own business. And she's like, please don't do anything bad. Like I'm begging you to behave. Um, But they obviously have like a tight relationship. Like she cuts her crusts Mm -hmm. off her sandwich. So in, in honor of Rosemary coming to move in, Poppy is like, I'm going to throw a party, invite everyone, and you know what they can do? Unpack Rosemary's things straight from the van and keep it or toss it. Yeah, just a, a free-for-all. Poppy ends up grabbing a pile of clothes and is like, hey, everyone, look at me, and then runs off oh like the God. side of the infinity pool <laughs> in their giant Malibu home. Everyone is like, that bitch is fucking dead. So they run over. <laughs> Literally, though. <laughs> Literally. She's, she's in the ocean. She's fine. She she survived. That's when her father comes home, immediately starts screaming at her, kicks everybody out, and says that this is the final straw. 
and she's going to boarding school in England. And you can tell that there's a lot of resentment here with Poppy and her dad, especially around her mom, who mm-hmm. we assume has passed away. And Poppy says, you think just because mom went to boarding school in England, it's going to magically straighten me out? Do you even remember mom? Harsh. And the dad just Honestly, away. I was like, what Oof. a heart-wrenching scene. And then we go straight into Molly climbing into bed with Poppy and we get this sense that there's just such a deep bond, a deep connection. And Molly's very clearly worried because she's like, oh, you've pushed him way too far this time in England, so far away. Poppy, of course, brings in a little bit of comedic relief with at least they speak American there. And then Molly's like, this bit, I'm... I'm sorry if this makes me seem like an awful person, but every time I watch the film and Molly does the whole, but who's going to cut the crust off my sandwiches for me? I'm like, oh, Molly, I think we have bigger problems to deal with. Like your sister is traveling to a whole other country and you're worried about who's cutting the crust off your sandwiches. Because if we're also going to dive into it, if we're going to talk about it, Molly, you look like you're mm-hmm. like 13. Yeah. You can cut the crust it's off your sandwiches, too old. Molly, okay? Oh, my God. Then Poppy's, of course, like, oh, you'll be okay. Don't worry. She is definitely too old for that. They should have made her like seven. Isn't it? Like, I feel the yeah. demographic was completely the wrong. Is bad. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do just have to say, like, she runs. She runs off that cliff. Oh. <laughs> She's I'm, I'm sure she's done it before, but this girl looked like yeah. she was having a suicide attempt. And she did it in heels. Yeah. In heels. Taking your life into your own hands. It could never be me. <laughs> so Poppy is packing up with her friend, Ruby. Ugh. Um, and she's doing some research on the web. She's like, oh my God, it rains 200 days out of the year in England. And her friend Ruby is like, you're going to get seasonal affective disorder, which leads to depression, acne, and weight gain. So that's the vibe. (laughs) Yeah. She seems like a delight, really chill friend. Mm -hmm. Um, Poppy then asks Ruby to promise her that they'll talk every day. And Ruby's like, of course, who loves ya? And then rolls her damn eyes behind her back. Brutal. No loyalty. So Poppy and Ruby then look up the new boarding school that Poppy is going to, Abbey Mount. And they're like, oh my God, it's gross. It's all brick and it's so old. And I'm like, this campus is beautiful. Isn't it? Like, oh it's my literally gosh, stunning. Yeah. yeah. I go to university with a girl who went to that school. <gasps> oh my and God. She, no way. Yeah. And she was like, oh, if you were there when it was being filmed, like you got to be an extra and whatever. And I'm like, imagine being able to say that you were an extra and oh wild my child. God. Also, the actress who plays Ruby, TikTok famous now. Really? Yeah, I think her name's oh, Shelby oh Young. God. But she's TikTok famous now. Whoa. Madness. She looked familiar, but I couldn't place it. Maybe I saw TikTok. Yeah, she's like a voice mm. actress. Very famous. Wow. But then, of course, we transition from seeing the picture of Abbey Mount to the grey English countryside. Poppy rolls up. Everyone's moving in. Miss Kingsley, who is... An always and forever legend and icon. Yes. Greets her and her dad. And her dad thanks Mrs. Kingsley and says that his daughter's going through a difficult stage. And Miss Kingsley's like, oh, difficulty's my best option. Don't you worry. I've got it sorted. Yeah, she's so kind. Mrs. Kingsley's like, hey, Poppy, 
I'm going to sort it all out, but Miss Kingsley, but Poppy's like, no chance, not a chance. And Miss Kingsley, in an, again, iconic move, says negotiations are like a nightclub, not something I tend to enter into. But for realsies, what I wouldn't give to party with Mrs. Kingsley in a nightclub. Oh my God. I honestly I think she'd be a legend in there. And then, of course, Harriet. Harriet, oh. Harriet, Harriet <laughs> is strolling through the ground, strutting his stuff, talking to all the younger students who are obviously enamored with Poppy Moore, the Louis Vuitton outfit, the Louis Vuitton luggage. Mm. Meanwhile, Harriet has those horrific pheasants and oh my god i can't even i can't even get into it yeah it's really tragic as you see harriet in her her attire versus like the pink skinny jeans that poppy is donning the absolute it's not a good look for harriet (laughs) yeah (laughs) mrs kingsley introduces poppy to kate her new big sister and poppy the attitude on this girl she's like (laughs) i choose my friends and fyi you wouldn't make the cut i'm like sweetie you have no one here yeah no one you need one ally at least like you gotta you gotta but if anything i'm just like that just makes me love her even more i'm like she just doesn't care (laughs) she doesn't she's like girls i'm out of here soon i don't care who any of you are you're all in (laughs) ugly clothes look at me and my tight pink skinny jeans do you think you can mess with this (laughs) yeah it's pretty iconic the confidence on the girl is high high yeah so kate says that um that comment would probably sting more if she knew what fyi meant and tells her friend group like all the girls um that are standing to the side that they have themselves a bronco so it's going to be a wild ride then harriet goes up to mrs kingsley and presents her with her her kill her game she presents her with <laughs> pheasants that she shot herself uh, i'm like there are so many things wrong with this yeah, yeah big time and mrs kingsley is like why don't you hold on to that yeah. why don't you keep that safe for me her poor minions that just have to carry around dead birds for her all day oh my gosh yeah <sighs> so then we have the first of many showdowns between Harriet and Poppy. Mm-hmm. Harriet strolls up to her and she introduces herself as head girl. And Poppy just looks at her extended hand. So then Harriet, rude, grabs her hand and says, you shake the hand of the head girl out of respect. And I do like this line. Poppy goes, well, when the head girl has earned my respect, then I'll shake her hand. Biatch. Oh, iconic. Coming in strong. Yeah. <laughs> So Harriet storms off and is ranting about Poppy's inflated ego and how she needs a good bashing. And um, her minions say, we think so too, which is like a, a thing they do all the time where it's like, me think so, we think so too. I tried to make my friends do that for me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, feels every time I say me think so, you say this. And we were like nine years old. So they were obviously like, no, I don't understand the assignment. They were also like, I've never seen this film. Because I remember I was the only no. one for ages. Because again, to be fair, I watched it when I was like nine. And you should watch mm-hmm. it when you're like 
tween teen so i watched it before everyone else Um, weird flex but whatever (laughs) (laughs) i watched it before everyone else and no one understood me and i was just like why can't we all just do this with me you know why can't we make me shine but i've moved on (laughs) yeah you could have totally just taken credit for all of it and been like these were my own ideas if no one had seen the movie isn't it i could have just allowed myself to live but instead I wanted to give credit where credit was due to mm. my forever that's, icons. That's fair. <laughs> that's, that's ethical. So, yeah. And then, of course, after we have the big show going, we have the emotional moment where Poppy's dad has to go home. And Poppy, again, I'm going to keep saying it, but iconically tells him, I hope this flight gets delayed and I hope your bags end up in Kazakhstan. And I just think, what a beautiful way of saying, I do love you. I'm, I don't want you to leave me. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And then he kisses her on the forehead and says that he'll be back at the end of the semester and that he loves it. And it starts thundering and raining and Poppy runs inside. And it's, it, is a, it is a tender moment, I think, where you're very mm-hmm. clearly like, Poppy, you're about to go on this magical journey. Yes. You know, where Truly. so much is going to happen. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it did feel nostalgic to see them all unpacking their things in the dorm. And I was like, yeah, yes, college. Um, <laughs> it was so long ago <laughs> for us. <laughs> so um, all of Poppy's new roommates are unpacking their things when Poppy shows up and she's like, um, everyone out. This is my room. She is shook by the fact that it's communal. Drippy goes Trippy, one of the girls in the dorm, goes to pick up her clothes um, that she left on Poppy's bed to make room for her. And Poppy just starts blazing with her hand sanitizer, a pre-COVID queen. <laughs> Truly. She was ahead of the curve. She's just not having it. And Kate locks up like all of her goodies in her, this little cabinet she has at her nightstand. And Drippy is like, a brown? Oh, wait. I, is it offensive to do an English <laughs> <laughs> no you can do it you should do it <laughs> oh my god it's 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 so bad it's i hope no one thinks that i'm doing this is like this is how i think english people talk but the joke is how bad we are at the accents yes <laughs> yes that's the joke <laughs> she's just like around here the wagon wheel which is like a circular bit of chocolate trumps a rolex Yes. Yes. Yeah. Kind of an iconic line. Trippy. You can tell the girl loves her sweets. I think oh, she's yes. adorable. What a girl. I mm. literally remember watching the film and being like, Drippy is not the character that I want to relate to the most, but she is the one that I relate to the most. Mm. I don't think I've ever yeah, left yeah. my Drippy phase and I do love her. Yeah. I just, I'm just so curious where the name Drippy came from. Like, that's what I want to know. So am I. Yeah, it doesn't sound like either of her names. No. But I will say her unrelentlessness to have a midnight snack of ice cream is really Mm. inspiring to me. Yeah. 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 I felt that on a deep level. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So Drippy offers Poppy a wagon wheel. Is it kind of like a digestive, like a chocolate colored digestive? I've never had one before. It's like. I've never had one. And they're really, really popular here in the UK. Mm. I've never consumed one myself. Mm-hmm. But from what I'm aware, it's like a marshmallow covered in chocolate. Mm. And I think there might be a biscuit in there as well. Ooh. 
Okay. I'm not entirely sure. You can get them in a few different flavors, I think. It's definitely mm. chocolate, and I think it's definitely like a mallow yeah, situation. Yeah, they have like um, they're like these tea cakes that I don't know if they still have them, but at Marks and Spence they would have these like tea cakes, which are like a biscuit with marshmallow covered yeah. in chocolate. So I assume it's a similar type of thing. Yeah, I think it's kind of like that. Gotcha. Yeah, Poppy is not down with that because. <laughs> It has both carbs and sugar. Oh, my God, the horror. So Poppy tries to use her phone, but then Kiki, one of the other roommates, informs her that there are only two hotspots on campus, and they're, like, not allowed to use their phones anyways. So Poppy makes fun of their old phones because they have these, like, big clunkers from, like, the 90s. They're huge. Mm -hmm. She's shocked to learn that they can only make calls on weekends, and they all tell her to hide her phones before Matron comes in and confiscates them. And Kate asks Poppy where her trunk is, and Poppy's like, oh, it hasn't been delivered yet. And they're like, girl, idiot, this is not a hotel. Cut to her trunk sitting at the front of campus in the pouring rain. When I watched that when I was younger, I didn't quite understand the gravity of the situation. Yeah. And now that I go back and I watch that, and I'm so attached to my material possessions, mm-hmm. I'm literally like, that's the saddest scene in the whole film. Yeah. That moment when all of Poppy's clothes are ruined and the expensive nature of those clothes, I would be in tears. Mm -hmm. All of Poppy's Mm -hmm. clothes are left drenched in the rain, including you, Jimmy Choose. No, not the Choose. Oh, I feel that now. When I rewatch it, I'm like, yeah, I would be crying too. And then Matron Just thousands of dollars worth of damage. Beyond, beyond. And she just, if I'm being honest, she takes it quite well. Yeah, she doesn't do yeah. well. <laughs> she moves on quite quickly, bless her. Yeah. And then Matron comes in and Poppy thinks she's stuffed, which she kind of is, but she's not. But she kind of is. And it's like, wash and dry the clothes. And she says she says something like dry press or something, doesn't she? And I remember being like, nah. Yeah. And being like, what the yeah. hell does any of this mean? <laughs> I do not own clothes that need dry cleaning what the hell is happening here oh no i will never i will never purchase anything that can be washed in the machine i'm dried i don't have time to ear it out <laughs> yeah and then matron collects all of the phones and poppy tries to stop it and because matron has such a strong scottish accent poppy is like oh this girl does not speak english and tries to give her her laundry and her money and then matron says no mufti which i didn't even realize that was a thing until I came to uni and I said it to my friends mm. and they were like, oh yeah, that's that? really popular. And I was like, what? I was like, what the hell is mufti? And they were like, it just means no home clothes. And I was like, you lot are very strange, but whatever. And then yeah. Poppy's like, I don't give a shit. I'll be gone by then. And then Matron gives the whole dorm two Sundays attention and everybody's peeved. Yeah. So then Poppy, of course, is like, here's money, Matron, calm it down. Here's a hundred dollars. And she says something else. And it's just a full-on insult. And Matron makes it three Sundays for everyone. And then she storms out the room. (laughs) Although, as well, can we talk about the fact that Matron is played by the same woman who plays Moaning Myrtle in Harry Potter? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There is a line where Poppy says, like, what is this Hogwarts? And then you see, like, a shot of her. Which is... What a transition. Pretty wild. And, of course, Matron then leaves. And the girls are so annoyed at Poppy. And tell her to get a uniform on before the bell rings. And, ugh, it's just drama central. It's chaos. 
Poppy is in the hallway. She's wearing her uniform, but it's like very fab. Oh, mm. I would walk around in it every yeah. single day. A stunning outfit. Definitely. Cuff the, you know, this, pin the that. Yeah, she makes it like a pencil skirt and she's yeah. wearing heels. I was like, okay, go off. <laughs> very couture. Yep. And Kate tells her all the school rules. She's like, no drinking, no drugs fireworks weapons da, 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 da. and then she says like point blank if you behave like an asshole we all suffer so do not get us into your shit or we will break you okay kate i'm not a fan of the we're gonna punish everyone for one person's mistake type of thing they tend to do at this school yeah it's very strange yeah i'm like you don't need to give the whole dorm three sunday detentions because one girl swore Exactly. It's just not chill. I kind of get it because I feel like they're like making them like have a bond with each other. Like a trauma bond. <laughs> <laughs> well, just to care about like the collective community yeah. instead of like That's having true. it revolve around them. Yeah. So the girls then go into like the dining room for lunch and wait for Mrs. Kingsley and the prefects to arrive. And that is when the gorgeous... <sighs> Freddie Kingsley ah! strolls into the room. We're all screaming. He's beautiful. And Drippy, of course, starts to gush over how fine he is. He goes over to his table and they count down the seconds until Harriet goes to like flirt with him. Ugh, annoying. Mrs. Kingsley finally rings the bell so everyone can sit down and the girls fill Poppy in on who Freddie is. He is Mrs. Kingsley's son. Mm -hmm. He's always at Abbey Mount at the beginning of term before he goes back to school. And then there's this one moment which I have never really caught in my other viewings of it. But Drippy says that he doesn't look at any of the girls at school since he was caught playing doctors and nurses with a third grade girl when he was 11. And I was like... Oh, very creepy. Did we need to put that yeah, in I there? Know. So weird. Yeah. Very yeah. strange. And then lunch gets saved. And to be fair, it looks horrific. <laughs> and Poppy is like, I'm not eating that. I'm a pescatarian Monday through Wednesday, fruitarian through Thursday through Sunday, and vegetarian always. And then I remember watching this and just being like, Why is she so powerful? The bell rings. <laughs> All the students go to say grace and Poppy just begins to chant in another language and she ends it with namaste and Freddie Kingsley gives her the sexiest Oh look my gosh. Ever. If he looked at me like that, I would snatch, never breathe yeah. again. Everyone stays at here, but Freddie's giving her that little smirk and Harriet is peeved and it is just, what a, <laughs> what a moment, what a moment. She commands a room like no other. Like, it is truly commendable. I will give her that. Absolutely. Oh, 100%. So we get another taste of this Poppy Harriet enemy showdown. They're walking down the hall, and there's a really great shot of, like, both of their shoes as they fast walk toward each other. Mm. Harriet clomping around in her Oxfords, I suppose, and um, Poppy in her high heels. So... When they get to the middle, Kate, like, pulls Poppy aside, and Harriet tells her that around here, when it comes to right-of-way, there's a hierarchy. Teachers, prefects, scholars, dogs, vermin, Americans. Damn. Boon. A real boon there from Harriet. Mm -hmm. So that night, Matron comes in and 
tells everybody it's lights out and gives Poppy the correct school uniform and tells her to get her ass in bed. We cut to French class and the teacher says, we're going to go do translations today. And that they'll have to ask him about his trip to Champagne with his, with his girlfriend. Suddenly, ex-girlfriend. This poor guy. He's had a rough time. I feel yeah. for him. <laughs> he kind of reminds me of like um, Wallace Shawn's character in Clueless. Yes. Yes. Oh. Yeah. It's very much yeah. that type of vibe. Yeah. Also kind of similar styles. And the gym teachers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Drippy um, gets Kate to, I think she's like tinting her eyebrows. Yeah. While Poppy is listening to her iPod um, and they're talking about how apparently girls from California wax their bums to look Brazilian. And I'm like, (laughs) okay, someone's reading a lot of Cosmopolitan. Um, (laughs) Yes. They speculate as to whether or not Poppy is a virgin and Drippy's like, she's definitely done missionary and probably – the Lebanese fulcrum, <laughs> judging from the angle of her hips. So scientific. I'm like, this is a child. So yeah. scientific. Also, the way she's like, she's done a missionary, as if that's like madness, so isn't it? Spicy. <laughs> yeah, Trippy is, I would say, um, the most intrigued by um, sexual encounters out of any oh, of the yeah. girls. Definitely. Absolutely. She's like, where are the boys at? I'm trying to get steal a kiss right now um, and more. Yeah. But so Poppy pulls out her headphones and she's like, can I help you? And Drippy's like, so how many boys have you shagged? Poppy lists off some white boy names. She's like Derek, John, Adam. Brandon, Kyle. Who had a six yeah. pack. Everyone was sick. Oh, God. I love it. I love it. And then um, Trippy sees her eyebrows for the first time. Pretty, pretty terrifying. <laughs> they are tinted black. Yeah. Um, if you haven't seen the movie, Trippy is a light blonde. Yeah. She's like, I hope this doesn't stop me from pulling at the social. <laughs> I'm like, Trippy, we need to have a talk right now. <laughs> um, the matron comes in. She tells them to turn out the lights. Time to go to bed. And Poppy really wants to use the computer, so she decides to sneak out to the computer lab. So in the computer lab, she emails Ruby about how miserable she is and that the girls are all losers who think that a mani-pedi is a Latin greeting. She then notices somebody walking down the hall. So she follows her. It is drippy. She's sneaking into the kitchen for some midnight ice cream. May or may not have done that last night myself. (laughs) Meanwhile... Poppy starts heading back to her room when the fire alarm rings. And she's like, oh, fuck. If Matron sees me in the hall, she's going to know that I snuck out. So she climbs out a window, like walks all around the ledge of this building. What else would you do? (laughs) Yeah, naturally. Climbs up a ladder into a window into another bedroom. And in like the middle of this room is a standing bathtub with the curtain drawn all around it so you can't see who's inside. Who puts a curtain around them when they're in the bath? Yeah, I've never. Very strange. Yeah. And a man's voice is like, who's there? She's like, Poppy? More, Poppy, more? And (laughs) he's like, well, more, Poppy, more. 
Swooning, swooning already. Oh my lord. (laughs) This is a fire practice. And so she asks him (laughs) where to go and he gives her some directions on how to get out of the building without getting caught. And she's like, thank you, sir. Skedaddles off. It's very Mm -hmm. strange when you view that back. Because like, obviously she must just think that that's a teacher. Yeah. And she's so completely unfazed by the fact that she's currently in the bathroom with a teacher and she's just yeah. like yeah she's low-key flirting with him which i'm like i mean like go for it deal but also <laughs> like go off queen but absolutely he will catch yeah. a charge yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh my gosh <laughs> yeah so then yeah we cut to it's lacrosse drills and this film made me want to do lacrosse so bad but let me tell you it is very different yeah. to them all just there's no choreographed no there's no choreographed dancing i was shocked (laughs) by it um so they're all running around poppy is disgusted by the mud as she is she's a little bit of a germaphobe then we've got the flirty man Mm -hmm. with the pe teacher and the french teacher they're catching eyes poppy's like get me out of here she's rolling her eyes and harriet's like well come on then show your stuff and poppy goes i can whip all your asses blindfolded and then goes do your worst horse face and she pulls off oh my god she pulls off that cellophane off of that pink lacrosse stick there's a very dramatic Mm. western style standoff lots of slow motion staring at each other and then they yell and run towards each other and they just start hammering out honestly so ferocious yeah no one goes for the ball no they just start beating the shit out of each other yeah legit yeah (laughs) so in the midst of this brawl who should arrive but Ugh. Freddie Kingsley in his, like, vintage sports car. A very yeah. sexy car. Like, I'm unwell. And he um, honks his horn and says, shouldn't you be in bikinis for that? Bold? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Harriet calls him Fredster. She tries to flirt with him. Very cringe, very tragic. <laughs> yeah. And then he says, hello, more poppy more flaws the whole nation oh my the god the whole nation yeah yes poppy is like okay there's a little tete-a-tete happening um and she starts teasing harriet about her crush on freddie and how she like can't hide it it's super clear and says we've got a sula on our hands <laughs> sweaty upper lip alert Harriet has never been more embarrassed in her life. Oh my God. This haunted me when I was in middle school. I was then like chronically afraid that I had a Sula. I would no like way. Were you really? Wiping all the, it like, I don't know why it stuck with me, but I was like, that is the ultimate humiliation. <laughs> I can never have this happen to, to me. To be fair, if Poppy That's Moore so says funny. something's embarrassing, I would be panicked that it was embarrassing. Absolutely. So Harriet starts to have a meltdown. Mm-hmm. She is ranting about, oh my god, like, how do they even know each other? And she screams at this poor, like, 11-year-old girl who she is forcing to clean her room. And then she goes up to the shrine that she has of Freddie, which... (laughs) Unwell. That woman is unwell. She's not great, but also, like, it's relatable. Do you know what I mean? I would make a shrine to him, too. I can't fault her too much. Um, (laughs) And it's at least a little less creepy than the shrine... And she's the man, like that Malcolm has to Olivia, where oh, he has so her face true. screen printed on pillows. Yeah, that's like a, another level. 
But yeah, she's admiring her shrine and asks why Freddy was looking at Poppy when he has a crush on her. And one of her little minions says that he was looking at Poppy, so it didn't come across that he was looking at you because he has to be careful. Like, he can't get caught. And if he looked at you too much, he wouldn't be able to control himself. There are some doing mental gymnastics right now. (laughs) The mental warfare that is happening right now is awful. And Harriet's like, you know what? You're totally right. But we do need to put Poppy in her place. Of course, we cut to again. Two icons meeting each other, Poppy Moore and Mrs. Kingsley. And Poppy Moore storms in the room, and Mrs. Kingsley's like, No, you gotta not, you gotta show me some respect, which completely deserved. Mrs. Kingsley, what a woman. The mother in Parent Trap. Yes. Mm. This was actually, this was her last movie before she passed away. Oh, that's so sad. She's such a, she was such a beautiful actress, too. Like, so amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So then, Poppy storms into Mrs. Kingsley. Mrs. Kingsley's like, no, you've got to knock. Poppy goes, oh, she storms. She goes back out. She knocks again. And Mrs. Kingsley's like, who is it? And Poppy storms back and she's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then in a truly, again, iconic moment, this film is just full of them. Yeah. Mrs. Kingsley is like, oh, wow. I thought you had long hair and a beard and sandals. We're going to have to change the stained glass window of you. <laughs> yes. But then Poppy... And another iconic line says, I didn't start it. It wasn't my fault. And if this were America, I would sue. That girl is a grade one a-hole with a severe attitudinal problem. And honestly, that quote is tattooed inside my brain. <laughs> like, that yeah. quote is all I think about every second of my life. Mrs. Kingsley says she knows what's happened. She knows how hard it's got to be to be the only new girl. And asks what she likes to read. And Poppy's like, um, reading what's that magazines mm-hmm. that's all mm-hmm. i'm talking about um and miss kingsley pulls out alice in wonderland and poppy moore is like oh my uncle's producing the film version of that which is mad because then the film version of alice in wonderland came out pretty soon after it right i swear i think so so maybe they were referencing that which is very strange and then after that, Mrs. Kingsley is like, what do you want to get out of this school? And Poppy's like, I want to get out of this school. And Mrs. Kingsley's like, nobody of note has ever been produced. One of our girls was Diana's foot doctor. And so if your aim is to get on the page of Us Weekly, then this isn't for you. But what we do produce is smart, independent, fine-thinking, good-hearted girls who remain friends for life. The kind of girls behind all your wisecracks, I know you are. And it's a very touching moment because you're like, oh, someone sees through Poppy. Someone gets here. Yeah. 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 Miss Kingsley does care a lot about the girls. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's so clear. And I think. And she also like, oh, go ahead, go Oh, no, no, no. You go, you go, you go. You go. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, oh, I think. It's like a beautiful moment because it's like the first time with Poppy is like, oh, someone does get me, maybe, you know? Mm. Yeah, and I think that like her advantage as headmistress is that she is not constantly punishing Poppy. She's kind of like more so trying to understand her Mm -hmm. um, and kind of be on like the same level with her. Because I think if she was just like, I'm going to punish you, you're doing something wrong, I'm going to yell at you, like it wouldn't have the same effect at all. Definitely. Yeah, I agree. So back to Harriet, she's having a little um, girl from the school do her dirty work. She's like 
dyeing a dress, staining it rather, with tea. And Harriet is working on sketches of her Pride and Prejudice dress. She's going as Elizabeth Bennett to the social. Bold moves only. (laughs) Um, And she tells this poor young girl that she wants to look authentic because one of her cronies said that she heard Freddie say um, that Harriet looked like Kira Knightley. And I was like, that's cruel. The gaslighting. Oh, my God. That is cruel. (laughs) Harriet looks out her window and she sees Poppy sitting on a bench just down below. So she's like, you know what? That looks fine. Why don't you toss that? And the girl goes to toss it and she's like, where are you going? Out the window. You clearly need to toss that out the window. So she has the child dump this, um, I guess it's coffee, tea. You know, it's crap. And she dumps it out the window on Poppy's head. And Harriet calls down to Poppy to ask her if she has a pass to be out during lessons. And Poppy's like, yeah, it's right here. And flips her off. Oh, yeah. Very, very good moment. I did read, though, that this actress that played Harriet was in a movie with Keira Knightley that also came out in 2008. She was in The mm. Duchess. No way. So I wonder, I wonder if her and Kira chatted about this script. <laughs> about this little film. <laughs> yeah. So later, Poppy is back in her dorm, still covered in this brown liquid water, whether it's coffee or tea. And she's staring at the window when Kate comes in. And Kate asks her to make her bed, and Poppy rolls her eyes. But eventually she does get up to do it, and um, they make the bed together. And Kate offers Poppy a jumper because she is freezing, and she didn't bring anything, quote, thicker than prosciutto. (laughs) So Poppy thanks her and says that she didn't come prepared because she didn't think she would be here this long. Yeah. And that's when Kate checks her phone, her real phone, and explains that the ones that Matron took were their decoys and they keep their real phones hidden. And then in another touching moment, she offers to let Poppy use her phone. She says she can call a therapist, she can do whatever she wants. And just because that she behaves like an asshole, it doesn't mean she is one and that she thinks Poppy's actually just scared and a little homesick. And we see Poppy nod and Kate and Poppy are mm. bonding. And I honestly just literally, I sound like I'm gushing over every scene. And I truthfully am. Yeah. Like every single moment, I'm like, I just love Poppy more. I love her so much. And I do. I really do. Yeah. And then Kate sees a photo of Poppy's mum and she's like, oh, is that your mum? She's really beautiful. And then Poppy's like, yeah, she died in a car accident when I was 11. And it all of a sudden is just like so awkward. So Kate's like... So sad. Oh gosh, if you're serious about getting out of here. I think that's the moment where Kate's like, whoa, this girl's been through some stuff. Like she's not just an earhead. Like... Mm, Totally. She's going through it. So Kate's like, listen, if you want to get out of here, you can get out of here. We can help you with that. But you're going to have to do something bad enough to go before the honor court, you know? Yeah, I've only seen this actress in this movie where she plays just like Kate is delightful and wonderful. And then in Angus Thongs and Perfect Snogging, where she's like the biggest bitch. <laughs> oh, and, like, I know. The range on this one. I love it. Yeah. So Poppy decides to send a video message to her foe BFF Ruby about how awful it is here and how much she wants to leave. And Ruby is literally naked. I was like, I'm shook right now. With Roddy, who is the boy we can assume that Poppy was with before she left. 
and they watch the video together, totally over it. Ruby's like, uh, why is she wearing that ugly sweater from Target? Then Poppy asks her to take care of Roddy for her, and Roddy kisses Ugh. Ruby. He's like, you already have. Yeah. Yeah. Like, gross. Gross. Also, phone out something. I'm pretty sure it was this film. She definitely said that it was one of her films, and I think it is this one. The girl who mm. plays Ruby, I'm pretty sure was like 15. And Roddy, the actor who played Roddy, was like 24 or something. Or like something Ew. gross. And they had to ask Ruby, like the girl who plays Ruby's parents, and was like, oh, is it okay if she like kisses this guy? Like it's just one kiss. And the apparently her parents like, oh my god, yeah, of course. Like my parents would be like, he's not kissing a twenty-four-year-old. Did they know that they were going to be like in bed together, canoodling? Like, like a very sexual Ugh. scene, I think. Like it's very strange. Yeah, I was, I was honestly really surprised when I saw this because I was like, you are implying that they're fucking. Yeah, like, big to time. the yeah. extent. Yeah, yeah, like just hire like a. A 16, 17, or 18 year old dude. Why Isn't do you need it? to cast a 24 year old? Especially when it's like such a minor yeah. role. Like, I'm sorry, did you really need to put yeah. that much thought into yeah. who was going to play Roddy? Maybe it was like he was somebody's kid <laughs> oh, and they maybe. were like, this is my son. Well, I know there. that actor. I've seen him. He was in like Flight 81 Down. Do you guys no, remember that? No. no, I have no clue. Yeah. He was also co starring with. Um, Ali Mashaka in like oh. now you see it now you don't. Oh, oh. I'm trying to like place. Yeah, same. To be fair, whenever I watch the film, I'm like, oh, you look so familiar. Like I think he must have been in quite a few things. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably. So then we go back back to Abbey Mount. The girls of the dorm have all decided that they're going to help Poppy get expelled. Yes. So. Prank number one is they put ads in a telephone booth with Harriet's phone number <laughs> saying she's like a phone sex operator, like naughty schoolgirl or something gross like that. Yeah. And we see Harriet get a phone call from a man about it asking what she's wearing. Yikes. Then we have prank number two where they switch out the tapes that they have to listen to in French class. And on Netflix, they don't have the subtitles, but on my DVD copy at home. <laughs> the dedication. Oh I remember, I remember oh what the, the subtitles said. Like It was about how the French teacher and the PE teacher were caught kissing like on the school grounds or something like and that. And it's like, so, if you want to see the pictures, go to that Abbey Mount website. Yeah, yeah. Oh so the French teacher hears this and immediately takes the disc out, written in big letters, property of Poppy Moore. Prank number three is vandalizing the pool. They like dye it blue and put like is it ice cream? They basically make it look like a like a Sunday. Yeah. Also, like when I watched it, I was like, it doesn't seem that deep. Like not as in like the pool doesn't no. seem that deep. No. <laughs> I was in such a bad context. <laughs> I'm not talking about how shallow the pool is. I mean, like the prank yes. doesn't seem that deep. I was like, no. why are we all so mad at them for this? Like they've just sprayed some foam and some balls. Like move on. Yeah. Like, I would have started with that one because the other two oh, seem. Well, the one of them is worse. very, very deep. Like, the sex phone operator yes. is yeah. very big stuff. Yeah, they really came out guns blazing with that one. Right, big time. So then the teachers, like the PE teacher and the French teacher specifically, are complaining to Miss Kingsley, basically saying, You need to get this bitch out of this school. And they're even crying at one point. 
but Mrs. Kingsley still doesn't want to call her father or the honor court yet. We move on to Harriet, and she's in full riding gear, of course. Oh my Who God. knows where she's gone riding, <laughs> but she's got a crop in her hand. And she's like, and be bloody leafable. That girl's got more life than a cat, than a Buddhist cat or something. And it's, uh, yeah. it is iconic, but Harriet is a horridious human being. Yes. <laughs> True. Um, and she's so mad that Poppy hasn't gone into trouble and the minions are like, oh, I think she's trying to leave. Like, don't worry about it. But the minions are also like, I think they're just used to it. And Harriet's like, well, you can get used to rotting pigs vomit if you're around it for long enough. <laughs> and then in true nepotism fashion, Harriet is all about her family's legacy at this school and how she won't let Poppy ruin oh it. God. And I'm just like, Harriet, babe, your head, girl, calm it down. It doesn't even mean anything. No, she's just so insufferable. Oh, my God. Yeah, she's like, three people would have to die for me to be the headmistress. <laughs> I'm basically already there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So outside, Poppy and Kate are pulling off another prank. They're putting a cassette tape in the matron's car and literally pull the knob off. I was thinking to myself when I saw that, I would be so pissed because, oh, again, livid. another vintage yeah. car. I would be like, I have to replace that. <laughs> You're talking yeah. to me. But they do it. It's stuck in the thing. And then they hear a car drive up. So obviously they hide underneath the matron's car. Oh, my God. Who could it be but Freddie Kingsley? So the matron comes storming out looking for the girls and Freddie drops his keys on the ground. And when he picks them up, he notices Kate and Poppy and they're like, shh. So the matron tells him to like head inside so that he doesn't disturb the girls who are clamoring, (laughs) clamoring at the window, like (laughs) drooling, waving like, hi, Freddie, Um, like a prison almost. And who can blame them? That would be me. <laughs> true, true. Then Kate, or actually, I'm not sure if it's Kate or Poppy. One of them sneezes. Oh, I think it's Kate. Mm-hmm. And so he has to cover up. And he's like, oh, excuse me. Um, and then when the girls realize they like have him in the bag, they make a farting noise. And he's like, oh, better to have an empty house than an angry tenant. And then he goes into the school. Yeah. So then later in this giant communal bathroom, which just has like five bathtubs side by side by side. Of course. Of course. It looked so fun. They looked like they were having a blast. I know. I wanted to go Is this like a spa (laughs) school? Because like I will go to Abbey Mount tomorrow. (laughs) But they're all taking bubble baths and talking about how like – Poppy is basically immortal, like nothing that she's doing is working, so they need to up the ante, and they have to target Mrs. Kingsley's biggest weakness. And Kate is like, oh my god, you have to snog Freddie. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) oh lord. So they're like, if you snog Freddie, she'll go ballistic, and Harriet will also lose her mind. She would. And since he's going to be at the social, it'll be the perfect place to get caught. And Kiki says that normally it's fancy dress, but this year the theme is movie magic. But the only people that dress on theme are like the teachers and Harriet. And Poppy's like, you know what? I think we should dress fancy, real fancy. So they start to plan the mission. Step one, attract Freddie. And I'm like, 
she that's done. He obviously is obsessed with her. Oh, he's in the bag. He's in the bag. Exactly. And they decide that they're going to go into town on the weekend to get outfits. And Drippy, who is wearing like a mm-hmm. a horse riding helmet in this bathroom. Of course, in the <laughs> yeah. bath, in the bath. I she can't. says, I want something elegant, but at the same time, incredibly slutty and available. And I'm like. Which is words that I live by, live by. Hot girl summer, that's what I'm trying to be. <laughs> True. And then we cut to the next morning. We're all getting ready to go to the shops and we see the computer the computer lab and Poppy's emailing Ruby again. Gag. And Josie comes in and is like, the bus is here and remember to log out now, you ninny. And then <laughs> Poppy's like, no worries. And we see this very obvious shot because we know what's coming later. Yes. We see this very obvious shot where we're like, okay, Poppy's logging out. It's chill, whatever. Mm-hmm. So Poppy goes downstairs to catch the bus and Matron is like, you look like someone in Amsterdam. <laughs> you can't be seen wearing that. And in reality, it's literally a normal top. Yeah. Like, nothing is slutty about it. It's not even spaghetti straps. It's just like a... Isn't it? It's very thick straps. Like, it's a a fine situation. Um, Yeah. But Matron is like, nope, you've got to change. And so Harriet gets to this horrific Yorkshire Terrier jumper that Harriet, that she found in the Lost and Found, but also Loki... That was in a vintage store. Oh, like, Harry Styles would wear that tomorrow. Yeah, like, I would buy it. Yeah. Like, yeah. This has maybe just reminded me that I should purchase yeah. that. Uh, maybe I'm going to go out and try and find a replica. <laughs> I feel like I own something like yeah. that. Okay, well, Mo, you can send that to me later. <laughs> um, <laughs> so then the bus rolls up and Poppy and Poppy is looking for her hand sanitizer. Yes. In true COVID fashion. She's getting ready to go. Mm-hmm. And she's running for the bus. Again, I think she's in high heels, yeah, but like wedges maybe. She is. Uh, and she's like running for the bus and all the girls are like, come on, Poppy, you're going to miss it. You're going to miss it. And also I'm like, how fast is Poppy more running that she's able to catch up with this bus? But you know what? Yeah. It's, it's the magic in the movies. <laughs> so she jumps on board and then we see Matron driving behind them, blasting heavy metal music that Poppy put in when she was in her stereo yeah. in another prank. And yet she's still not get, and she's still getting away with it. There's still no honor call. Classic. Classic popping yeah. rule. I was enjoying this so much. I didn't realize that I'm <laughs> speaking. So in town, um, the girls take Poppy to this store and she's like, breast cancer research? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> They're like, it is a secondhand shop. All the money goes to charity. And I was like, I remember distinctly just being like, oh my God, Poppy gonna like pop a blood vessel right now she's livid but the girls explain it's just a secondhand shop and they go inside poppy is like you know we need to look hot we should go to oxford street girl the girls are like oxford street is in london this is all we've got (laughs) so they go into the charity shop They're all, like, trying on different dresses and stuff. At first, Poppy isn't into it, but she's like, you know what? We're going to make this work. So we have a beautiful montage set to the Sugar Babes. We love to see it. Oh, what a band. Yeah, so good. Poppy is just upgrading these dresses so easily. It's, like, second nature to her. Truly a thrift flip queen. Mm -hmm. Finally, everybody gets their dress and Poppy's like, you know what? If we call this stuff vintage and added three zeros to the price tag, I could totally get behind it. And then we have 
Mo's least favorite part of this movie. Oh, Lord. <laughs> the Malibu moment. And she's like, girls, just like I taught you, holds up the camera and they all go, who are we? Oh, my God. Who are I can't even. I love it. <laughs> it reminds me of in the click when they're like, because you get better looking every day. <laughs> yeah. And then we jump to the salon. And this is arguably the one part of the film that I can't get behind. As a natural <laughs> brunette. Really? Who dyed their hair mm. blonde. I'm like, Poppy, going from those luscious blonde locks to that brine cut. <laughs> it's just... It's just not, it, I just think she it looks so surprising. much better blonde. She looks so much better blonde, but whatever. I think she would look better blonde if it was a better wig. Because that wig is oh, 100%. atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> I never noticed it. And then my friend pointed it out and it's like ruined the film for me. Like when I'm watching, I'm just like, oh my yeah. gosh, that wig is they, they needed horrific. somebody to glue it down. It's sitting like three inches off of her head. I'm like, yeah. Get someone get a drag queen in here to just like work some magic. I sort yeah. it out. It's like the wig in the Vampire Diaries season eight oh when gosh. Elena comes back. I haven't seen that it. That wig is the. <gasps> oh my god! Oh, it's the worst. Thing. I just it is the. I mean, worst Elena's thing. involved, so you know it's going to be bad. Exactly. I honestly, yeah. we are soulmates. We, we are soulmates, we I'm are. telling you now. <laughs> so we go into the salon. Drippy's getting her brows fixed. Poppy sits down and she's like, I want my hair extensions to be taken out, deep conditioning, side bangs with some buttery highlights and some honey tones. And he's like, listen, hun, that's not the situation. Yeah. Okay. Your options are a tight poom, a bobble, maybe something a bit more natural. And she's like, ooh, natural. Okay, let's do it and we get him Roberts out of this wig again thank god but also does it have to be that br- i also just feel like the cut wasn't framing his face amazingly what you know what it whatever. ages her a lot. i think she looks like a kid yeah yeah, yeah exactly. like when she takes off the wig and the extensions she looks yeah. her age yeah very true very true and then we get the big reveal poppy is a brunette again we get a montage this film is full of yes. montages i'm not angry at any of them thank but god. it is full of montages yeah. We get another montage. We see the big reveal and the girls say, you look so English. And Poppy's like, oh, I look like my mom. And Drippy's like, is she beautiful too? And it's like, she's babe, dead, Drippy. Girl. <laughs> she's dead. She's dead, Drips. Yeah. Come on. And then she does the whole, ooh, classic foot in mouth disease. <laughs> oh, Drippy. So Drippy, but I love her. I love her. So their next stop is the liquor store. So Kate and Drippy start walking around talking very loudly and unconvincingly about how they're like going to pick up the kids from the pool and how the meeting went with the Did you do Keith's report? What was it about? Business. (laughs) (laughs) Really awful. So they head up to the counter. Kate asks for two bottles of Grzynski and one Don Matza and you know, just just putting in the order, Trippy goes, <laughs> and two cream eggs plops them down on the counter. They come out there with nothing. But shortly after, Poppy does come out with all the bottles. She's like, come on, let's go. I'm like, Poppy, you had to make them embarrass themselves. You had to fake the whole time. <laughs> also, I'm like, Poppy. There is no way that you got saved whilst wearing a top that says, I love my Yorkshire Tower. No. 
Like you, <laughs> you did not go in. Also, I love the fact that they were like, "Oh, the cream eggs is the point that ruined it, babes." I think it was ruined from no. the moment it started. Yeah. I think the cream eggs were <laughs> nothing to do with the fact that you did not go saved alcohol. Yeah, I think it was when Drippy was like, "Do you want to buy a carpet this weekend?" I think that's probably what did it. That's <laughs> what killed them. So then we go to the social. We have a little moment of the teachers flirting once again. The PE teacher is dressed as Sporty Spice and the French teacher is James Bond. And she brings them like the little punch glasses in like champagne coops. And he's like, oh, I'll have it shaken, not stirred. So she just kind of like moves it around a little bit before she hands it off, which I thought was very (laughs) endearing. Then Harriet's minions come up. They're dressed as, like, footmen, per her request, I'm sure, and gives the French teacher Harriet's entrance track. It is the soundtrack to the 2005 Pride and Prejudice. She does a very extra entrance as Elizabeth Bennet and goes right up to Freddie and is like, Mr. Darcy, Mm -hmm. you can only call me Mrs. Darcy when you are most incandescently happy. And he's like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably the most cringe that she gets in this entire movie. It's pretty bad. Oh, yeah, big time. Yeah. It made my whole body just be like, Harriet, you need to take a break. Yeah. Like, you need to stop this now. Come on, man. Mm -hmm. Listeners, if you're in high school... Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't. This is yeah, PSA. exactly. <laughs> Stop, Stop typing. <laughs> Put the period piece down. <laughs> Put the period dress down. Take the bonnet off. Don't even consider the period no. piece. Don't ever think <laughs> no. that it's going to look sexy. It's just no. not. It's really not. No. And then we get another montage. Poppy and the Gills getting ready to, again, another iconic song. I listen to it all the time and I get ready because I'm like, if Poppy Moore can feel sexy to this, then I can feel sexy to this. Oh, yeah. And then we walk down the stairs in a lovely triangle formation. <laughs> and she's like, remember when I tied you guys? Lips, hips, hips, and butt. It's like, what does that, <laughs> Poppy, what does that mean? Do you want to unpack that? Oh, um, my gosh. <laughs> also, they're all walking in. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to discredit Poppy's fashion skills. <laughs> But they walk in thinking they're the hot shit. Um, um, and I do want, I do just think we need to look at it with a pinch of salt because... because I yeah, I need to have a word with uh, costuming because yikes. Because yeah. they could have done it. They could have done something yeah. fabulous. And instead they put oh, Poppy in the $2 Target butterfly yeah. dress. Bottom of the bin at Forever 21 that is about to close down Yeah, was the vibes I was getting from this dress. And none of the other ones are really standouts either. It was just kind of like generally unflattering. Yeah, they could have gone off with it and they didn't. It was a truly horrific dress. It also had like cowboys and horses on, right? Oh, I don't even know. Oh, I thought it had butterflies on it. It was like, yeah, it was a strange pattern. Yeah, it was a very strange pattern. And she walked right up to Freddy, Fredster, (laughs) Freddy Kingsley, and he says, oh my god, he says hello, trouble. And the whole the whole globe faints. And he's like, oh, I like the hair. <laughs> and then Harriet is screaming inside, dying internally, which to be fair, if I was Harriet, I would be too. I can't hate it that much because I would also be like, right, I'm going to be popping yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, 
This is a themed costume party, not a dwarf <laughs> prostitute convention. Again, overly sexual teens. Yeah. Why are we talking about prostitutes for the second time in a teen film? Very much. Very confusing. Again, I was watching it at nine, like, what even is a prostitute? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, yeah. What's happening at this mm-hmm. point? And then Poppy's like, you make an excellent Shrek and pulls Freddie to dance with her. And they dance into this like slow beat. Oh yeah, it's like some Nelly Furtado song. Very like the most 2008 yes. thing I've ever seen. Oh, big time, big time. Yeah. So they're having um, a lovely time dancing. Harriet's like, none of that. So she takes the needle off the record and changes it to a rap song. Does anyone know the name of this song? It's Tambourine by E. Yeah. What a place. What a yeah. song. It's bumping. So Poppy's like. <laughs> Oh, don't need to worry about this. Like, fucking, I wish you could see me right now because I would absolutely <laughs> like exemplify what this girl does. But she like does uh, a lot of the uh, like, the arms yeah. to the chest, like hit a lot of hit. quote unquote um, yeah. crumping. Yeah, and she does a dip. Like <laughs> she like goes down and comes back up. I'm like that squat was rough and tumble, <laughs> but you're a little drunk. Like I understand where you're coming yeah. from. But everyone, it's like all, all eyes on Poppy. And honestly, if you're like a cute little high school gal, like just showing off, kind of like doing your thing, like it, you're going to look like the queen oh, yeah. of the ball yeah, because you're going to be so confident. Big time. So watching this as a kid, I was like, this is the coolest person in the world. Yeah. yeah like, I was she's mesmerized. killing it. Yeah. Totally. So <laughs> Poppy does her piece and she walks off the stage trips like massively and harriet freddie kate and some other girls like crowd around her and ask if she's okay and harriet's like she's acting like she's drunk and freddie's like no she's just a little bit concussed and kate's like i think she needs some air some air is what i think she needs nudge nudge (laughs) yeah and freddie's like you're right let me take her outside Yes, so they walk outside and Harriet is having a conniption. She says that Poppy's up to something and has her little cronies follow them out. Poppy and Freddie go over to this little, I hesitate to even call it a couch. It's like, it's so weirdly designed. It's like one seat on one side, one on the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and Poppy quotes some Alice in Wonderland to him which he knows because he was Alice in the school play uh. at his all-boys school. And then, like, just out of nowhere, Poppy leans in and tries to make out with him. And he's like, whoa, hey, let's slow it down there. Uh, the bar is so low because I was like, oh are you God. kidding me? Slow yes. it down? <laughs> Literally. The bar is in hell. Um, <laughs> so... She tells him that he doesn't need to play hard to get and tries to kiss him again, but he stops her again and is like, let's relax here. And she asks if he's gay and he's like, no, just English, sober and sensible. And she is overexcited and concussed. So we love a man that doesn't try and take advantage um, of a woman. Big time. Always, always good. We're like, yes, yes king. Yes, king, not a Thank sexual assaulter. Thank you for assaulter. not attacking yeah. her. Yay. Thanks for doing the bare minimum, the literal bare minimum to be a decent human being. <laughs> oh, but I will say, whilst I love Freddie Kingsley, and of course, 100% respect for not doing it, the fact that he says 
English sober and sensible is just so unattractive. <laughs> like just, just be like, no, I'm just going to be respectful. Yeah. Like don't say like, oh no, it's because I'm English. Oh, like Freddie, have a day off. <laughs> and he's like, go back to school and we can see each other again when he comes to visit on the 18th. And he says that only if there's no, any, there's no more head flying behaviour. And I won't lie to you. I want my future partner to tell me that I won't fly your head if you don't poach my heart. Because quite frankly, I think it's the most oh adorable thing in my lifetime. And every time I watch it, I just... It's, oh, it's truly it's so it's Shakespearean in nature. Yeah, it truly is. It truly is. And so she says that and he says deal and leads into kiss it, which like hello yeah. Fredster. I don't think she's sober enough <laughs> for those past 10 minutes. So what's happened there was the poaching and frying getting you going, like, what? <laughs> Let's talk about it, Friday. Let's the talk same. about it. Oh my gosh. And he's like, okay, leans into kiss. And then the minions are like, Freddie Kingsley, you'll do well to remember that fraternizing is strictly forbidden, <laughs> forbidden. And so Poppy Moore. Go back inside now. Also, I'm like, Poppy Moore is so ballsy. Why didn't she literally just turn around to those girls and be like, have a day off? Like, why didn't she just fully yell yeah, at Yeah, she should have just, like, grabbed him yeah. and kissed him and been like... Isn't it? Fuck you, because she was trying to get caught anyways. Like, Exactly. Well, I think that now she's like, oh, I'm going to see him on the 18th. So true. She's like, I My don't even need to cause the beef. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, I don't need to cause the beef. But again, this is kind of a moment where we see a little bit more deeper side mm. of Poppy Moore. She's not just trying to get out of school. The whole head frying, yeah. heart poaching situation is like, oh, she's opening herself up. And again, she's not trying to get out of school because if she was, she would just beat up some minions. Yeah. But she's like, no, I'm going to go back to the party. And the minions are like, let's not tell Harriet because she would violently kill us which yeah, she would definitely and i would too if i was harriet but <laughs> maybe maybe me and harriet have more of a deeper bond than i know <laughs> oh my gosh back at the social kate is making out with some guy um and then shoes him away when poppy approaches and fills her in then the minions both choose not to tell harriet so like they thought that there was going to be a big blowout but they realize it's not happening tonight um, so they need a new plan, a little plan B to the plan B, I think it was. <laughs> yeah. So Poppy says that it's ironic how her ticket out of here is actually one of the reasons she wants to stay. Oh, melt my heart, Poppy. Stop yeah. me in my heart, honestly. I know. Yeah, I would not want to leave a school that Freddie Kingsley is visiting no, every few months. Never. No. So the French teacher plays... One final song for the night, Angels by Robbie Williams. All the gals rush to the dance floor and Poppy reveals to them in this bonding evening that she is in fact a virgin. <gasps> she could just never admit it back home. The scandal. I know, the scandal. But she's a total nun. And they're like, welcome to the nunnery. And they all join <laughs> arms and do this like big group dance. So cute, so adorable. Yeah. So the next day, all the girls are running out to have lacrosse practice, except for Drippy, Kate, and Poppy, who mm -hmm. are severely hungover. Mrs. Kingsley approaches and asks, you know, what happened last night? Because 
Drippy was laying in a pool of Kate's vomit at one point. Like, fucking messy, messy, messy. Yes. So she dismisses the other girls but makes Poppy stay behind and tells her that she promised her father that she would help her, but Poppy's making this really difficult and asks why she doesn't just try. Because judging by the outfit she made last night, LOL, (laughs) when she puts her mind to something, she can do it. And she tells Poppy not to give up on herself because she hasn't and neither has her father. So it's definitely a wake-up call for her at this point. Big time. And all of a sudden, I feel like the start of the film was like, ooh, jokey, like banter, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, we we just hit with these emotional moments one after the other boom 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 definitely mrs kingsley's making me cry she's rising everyone to go and poppy's like Mm -hmm. right okay i'll watch from the bench the girls are playing drippy comes over and pukes understandably so (laughs) if you asked me to play a lacrosse game while i was hungover i I wouldn't even show up i would not show up um and poppy's like okay i've got to go in for the last seven minutes harriet comes over and says, don't worry, we'll play one man down. They don't want to carry dead weight. And of course, this makes Poppy be like, no, not a chance. If you don't want me to play, then I'm fucking playing. <laughs> and she runs out there, strutting her stuff. She gets the ball and she gets the goal. And the whole team's ecstatic, buzzing. We're loving life. We're winning. Oh, Which yeah. also I'm like, hey, listen, if Drippy is drunk, is hungover still, then so is Poppy. So like, Winning the goal is truly a big, mm. a big mm. achievement, I would argue. Definitely. Okay. I one time had, I was like hungover because I went to a party and then the next day I had to film a video where I had to like run in Central Park. Oh my gosh. Um, And it was like a relay race situation. I am not an athlete by any means. I did this as a favor to a friend. And <laughs> after we filmed this video, I'm standing there and I'm like, I'm either about to throw up or I'm going to pass out. Luckily, I passed out. Much less embarrassing. Um, yeah, fainting is almost like you're like, oh, my God, that like poor I'm wave. So delicate. <laughs> that poor wave uh, fainted. I can't. Yeah. Was that the night after? Yeah. Um, it was after the moan party. I cannot even <laughs> – I blacked out at that party. So the <laughs> fact that you even got up and like went – kudos i feel i almost got what i almost got arrested because i was puking like all (laughs) over the subway platform and literally cops came over to me they were like are you okay and i was like no i'm fine gets up walks on the first train that comes i don't know how i even got home it was an open bar what are you gonna do what are you gonna do that is so fully understandable that night that whole night was really cheeky honestly (laughs) yes a very very cheeky evening Mm -hmm. So at the assembly the next morning, Mrs. Kingsley announces that their lacrosse team has gone through to the second round of the county championships for the first time since 1976. To sign up for any extra practices, you should see Harry. Oh. Oh, oh it's not Harriet. Oh. Yeah, it's Poppy Moore, bitches. <laughs> My girl. We My love girl. to see it. So we then go to practice where Poppy has decided she's going to whip this team into shape. She puts them through a boot camp, which is like mostly just her yelling at people, Mm -hmm. but it seems to be working. So hats off to you, Poppy. 
And we see like a montage of them continuing to advance like in this tournament. They're working together as a team. It's all good. And they make it through to the finals. Oh, my God. Honestly, never. I've never been prouder in my life. Never been prouder mm. in my life. Yeah. Then we cut to an email. Poppy sends an email to Ruby about her big date with the headmistress's son. And she's like, I'm going to do your trick, Rube. Swing my hips and giggle. Which is like, what? <laughs> what, what man is going to be like, oh, wow. What kind of dollar store bend and snap is that? <laughs> my God. I'm literally going to do the bare minimum of movement and interact with him and hope that he falls in love <laughs> with me. I mean, to be fair, that is yeah. my entire life. Um, <laughs> I feel that. And then she's like, oh, wish me luck. Um, hopefully I'll be out soon. So we still get this hint that she's trying to leave, but I I don't think she wants to leave at this point. No. I don't think she wants to leave. But then, but then, Ugh. she doesn't log out of the computer. She doesn't log uh, out of the computer. Uh. And all of a sudden, we see someone start typing on here again. And I wonder who it could be, honestly. Oh my God, I have no idea. <laughs> so Poppy meets Freddie for their freaking date. And he asks her into the car. And at that age, I would be like, yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> physically unwell. Um, so Poppy is like, I was actually thinking we could take a stroll on the grounds. And Freddie's like, are you out of your mind? There's no way I'm going to risk getting caught. So they hop into his car. He lets her drive, even though she has no clue how to drive stick. It's very endearing. Then they go to this like beachside town and kind of just jaunt around and like we see clips of them like joking with each other and wearing like rain boots and having fun. It's so freaking adorable. The whole oh, movie yeah. is just so adorable. I was like obsessed with that one shot where they're sitting on the benches <gasps> and they like slide down like that. I was just about yeah. to talk about that. Yeah, so that cute. was a very formative moment yeah. for yeah, me when time. I was in middle school. I was like, this is romance. This is what it is. And this is what I want. It gave me a lot of fake ideas about romance. Let me tell you Sitting that. on a bench. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it does oh, remind me of The Fall in Our Stars when they sit on that bench in Amsterdam. Yes. And that's like oh, yeah. a huge part of the movie. Totally. So then they go down to the beach, kind of get cozy underneath a blanket. Oh, my God. I would be – I just don't know how she keeps her cool because I would be freaking the fuck out. Yeah, exactly. Especially at that age. Like, at that age, a boy would – Oh, my God. Breathe near me and I'd lose my mind. I mean, I say as if that's yeah. not me now, but – Right. I'm like, me at my big age of 25, I'm like, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. Um, so they do get, like, cozy on the beach and she tells him how she ended up at boarding school. Yeah, it's a very cute little bonding moment. Mm-hmm. He then takes her to a pub and introduces her to the humble Chip Butty, which is white bread with butter and chips in it. For our American fries. listeners, fries. For our UK listeners, chips. <laughs> um, <laughs> she tries it. She says it's kind of gross, but she likes it. And then he's like, oh, wait. You have something here and wipes like a little spot of butter off the corner of her mouth. And she's like, you know, I think this is the best date. Leans in and immediately kisses her. I screamed watching this the other day. And I've seen it so many times. I was just like. Ladies, a man. Will never. Ladies, a man will never. never. 
take you in his cute vintage car to a seaside town, share intimate details about their life, and then introduce you to a cute little quirky food and kiss you at the perfect time. No. In in high school? Absolutely. No. Oh my God. <laughs> it's unrealistic to expect it, but mm-hmm. you can fall in love with the idea. I mean, personally, 100%. I've still never gone close to that as a date, but you know, our fingers crossed that every day will happen sometime soon. <laughs> oh yeah. Sure well, we got to manifest. It's going to happen. We're going to make it happen. I'm going to put that on my list of affirmations. Yes. <laughs> I do not chase. I attract. What I am seeking is seeking me or whatever it yes. is that affirmation oh that my God. is on TikTok. That yeah. affirmation, <laughs> let me tell you this, this is tangent, but that affirmation works. Really? Have you tried it? it? Yeah, I've big time tried it. <gasps> and let me tell oh you, I put it out into the universe and like two hours later, there'll be a random boy from my past Snapchatting me. And I'm like, whoa, oh where God. has this come from? Wow. That affirmation works. I'm doing it tonight. Yeah. I will report back next Please week let me with know. my findings. Let me know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Send me oh the TikTok once we're done. I want to try it. Oh, yeah. Guys, we're going to cast a spell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too afraid of witchcraft. It's too powerful. I don't think my heart can take it. <laughs> Ooh, okay. So back, dialing in, dialing in, back in the pub, they kiss. It's magical. It's amazing. After they kiss, she's like, the best date I've ever had. And then it just, he dials it up once again and says, there's something about you, Poppy Moore. Every moment I'm with you, I catch my breath. Excuse me? Full body shivers. Full body. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, like, my eyes just welled up with tears. It's almost like he had a list of things that I wanted. Yeah. yeah. And then he's like, I'm going to do this in the day. He knew exactly what I needed. Oh, my God. And honestly, like, literally, honestly, when you said that, Christina, my whole body <laughs> erupted. My whole body erupted. That I could have fallen in love yeah. with you when you said it. So, oh honest God. to God, that <laughs> that moment. I I'm so honored. Um, thank you so much. I will say this to somebody at some point in a romantic context, just to see if it works. Probably not. I'll be too afraid, but I'll think <laughs> it. But um, yeah, he, the way he's looking at her in this scene, so I just like, can't get over it. I'm- I was yeah. swooning. I would be pooping myself. I would just be honestly I would have like, diarrhea. Yeah. I would have the yeah. diarrhea that evening. I'd have to reschedule. <laughs> I think this is father. Like, surely she, well, they dated afterwards. So I'm guessing she did. Mm-hmm. Surely she fancied him. As an actress, right? How do you look into someone's eyes while they're delivering that kind of line? They're looking at you like that. How do you, mm. how do you maintain character? I burst into tears. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of like who I've uh, who I've acted across if that's ever happened. I mean, I haven't really been like yeah attracted to anyone that I've worked with. Mm. I feel like the acting teachers that we had, if they were like, okay, we're doing like a scene rehearsal, and the emotion that you had was to burst into tears, and it was genuine, they'd be like, that was amazing yeah. work. Yeah, you they'd be like, your do instincts. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The the program that we went to was very like impulse, like follow your impulse, follow the impulse was the thing. Yeah. Um, I did do this one scene with a really good friend of mine and it was like a very charged, like intense romantic scene. And when we would rehearse it, we would just kind of like 
pop off and do whatever. So we would like be screaming at each other and then we would be like making out and then we would be like pushing each other. Wait, you made out with him? Oh yeah, we did that all the time when we were rehearsing this scene. (laughs) I mean, I've done that as well, but I that's just so funny. (laughs) Yeah, we would do it in like a study room in our dorm and we would have to warn people in the room next door being like, hey, just so you know, like we're rehearsing a scene, like she's not being attacked. Like, nothing weird is going on here. Like, if it gets loud, like, that's what's going on. People would be like, okay, okay. whatever. <laughs> and then five minutes later, yeah. we're, like, screaming and shoving each other against the walls. It was pretty wild. But I never – that never really translated over into real life yeah. though, with our friendship. Yeah. yeah. Right. Welcome to the actor studio, you guys. Yeah. Uh, I hope you this enjoyed This is our process. That. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to finally finish this scene. So – Poppy kisses him again. Adele is playing in the background, a little chasing (laughs) pavements. And she drives them back to Abbey Mount and he shifts the gears for her. Very cute. Knock me out. Knock me out. I've never heard a better placement of chasing pavements. Oh, never in my lifetime will I ever hear a better placement of any song on this planet. (laughs) I I honestly, I kind of want it to be my wedding song now. Oh, yeah. I feel like I'm too emotionally attached to Wild Child because even as we're talking (laughs) about it, I am truly getting emotional. And I'm like, this is a tween film. This is a tween (laughs) film. Um, But anyways, from the highest of highs, we crash, we crash. Oh, oh no. Lord. She gets back to the dorm, probably gets back to the dorm, and she's like, oh, my God, Gailey, let me fill you, on, fill you in on the date. And the girls are like, no, let us fill you in on some stuff that we've just found out, Poppy Moore. Let me oh. tell you. And it's an email supposedly written by Poppy talking about how they're all ugly losers and how she is pretending to like them so that they'll help her leave. And she's like, no, I only wrote The Loser Park. That was weeks ago. And I'm like, well, Poppy, that's also not making you look great, but whatever. Yeah. But the email's dated today and it's taped on my door. Oh. Yeah. But also I'm like, and at no point did any of these girls question that, you know? Yeah, they really were very quick to like do a 180 Exactly. They very quickly just assumed, okay, yeah, this this is accurate. Yeah. Like, come on, Kate. Surely you've got more faith in Poppy than that. So Drippy says that she's a, does she call Poppy a horrendous cow? A horrendous cow, yeah. A horrendous <laughs> cow. And they all storm out. And Kate is especially hurt. She tells Poppy that all they did was try to make her life here happier. And she leaves too. And who else should get a hateful email Ugh. but the lovely Freddie Kingsley? His email says that he's an English dweeb and she's just using him. Gross, but an easy target. And I'm like, how could you ever? No. How could you ever think that you were gross, sir? Isn't it? How could they? How could they make you think that? You have, I'm not going to lie, like, obviously I've never lived the life as a person who looks like that. But Freddie Kingsley, surely you can look in the mirror and be like, I know. I know and I'm not. Reassure athlete. yourself. Exactly. Yeah, and he looks so hurt. He I'm looks, like, uh, oh, I know. God. The performance that he does in this movie is very good. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to you. So <laughs> Poppy knocks on his door and she's like, I can explain, but he is so in pain. He closes the door. Mm-hmm. Oh. Closes the door on her. Hearts break around the world. Mm-hmm. So that night, Poppy is 
she snuck into the kitchen and she's using like the landline. She's trying to call Ruby and tell her what's going on. But Ruby's like, I'm busy. The limo's almost here. And Poppy's like, I really need your advice. But Ruby's like, fashion emergency, babe. Gotta go. Bye. So she clicks over to the other line, which is Roddy. And she's like, sorry, Roddy. I couldn't get rid of her. What was I saying? Poppy is like, actually, it's still me, babe. And then Ruby, because she's a coward, just hangs up. Mm -hmm. This bitch. I can't stand her. So (laughs) after this phone call, we see Drippy sneaking into the walk-in once again for her midnight ice cream. No judgment. Only respect. Yes, 100%. Mm -hmm. Poppy is feeling like a bag of shit right now. Just horrible, bad times. She pulls out her little signature I Heart LA lighter that we see her with a couple other times in the movie. And... She's, you know, lighting it and she accidentally lights this cloth next to her on fire. And she's like, oh shit. And here's a noise, like some footsteps coming. So she quickly puts out the fire with another cloth and then runs back to her dorm. The next thing we know, Drippy is emerging from the walk-in freezer to see the entire kitchen is up in flames. So she screams, goes back into the walk-in and the door locks. Absolute nightmare. Nightmare fuel. Honest. God, so Poppy is she hears the flames. The windows are busting. They bust open. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Chaos is going everywhere. And she wakes up Kate. And the first thing she says is that she didn't mean to do it. And I'm like, Poppy, for starters, no one needed to know you were there. Like maybe this is just very like cynical of me and maybe it makes me a bad person. But I would be like, OMG, Kate, I woke up and there's a fire. Like I would never be like, I didn't need to do it. I'd be like, oh my God, Kate, there's a fire. That's so crazy. Maybe we should wake everyone up. So crazy. Oh my God, that's so weird. Yeah, that's so, that's so crazy. I don't know How quirky. Hey. <laughs> um, so she pulls the fire alarm. They get everyone out. The firefighters show up and Miss Kingsley is doing a ring, a roll call. Drippy's not there. And she's like, has anyone seen Drippy? Has anyone seen Drippy? And Poppy's like, she's in the freezer! And then, in a true honest-to-God masterpiece of cinema, we see Poppy slow motion running past all these firefighters. And I watched it with my mother one time, and my mum was like, (laughs) how the hell have we been made to believe that a 15-year-old girl (laughs) is outrunning grown male firefighters throughout this whole movie she is constantly running at tremendous speed Um, in heels most of the time everyone's just respecting her everyone's (laughs) moving out of her way like yep fair play we're gonna let this 15 year old run into the flames no worries yeah they get drifted out the kitchen's been freddie walks in after the fire and he sees this poppy's liar he sees that i heart Uh, la lighter he does oh my god in the aftermath, everyone's heading back to their rooms. Freddie pulls Poppy aside and returns the lighter. And he says that she could have killed all of them, but she's like, I didn't mean to. I heard footsteps and I thought I put it out. She tells him that she was just upset about everything and wishes she hadn't done it. And he's like, I wish you hadn't as well. Oh, absolutely tragic. All I know is pain. All I know is pain. So then the next day, Mrs. Kingsley calls an assembly and she says that they know that the fire wasn't an accident. And if whoever was responsible owns up, no charges will be filed. You have until the end of the day to come forward. Poppy 
is like, right, I've got to move on. I've got to write Freddie a letter apologizing because she's like, Poppy's got a conscience now. And she's like, I can't live with this guilt. So she apologizes to him saying that he's good, honest and true and that she's going to do the right thing. And if it means she has to leave, she just wants him to know that she didn't write him that email. And that for a moment, yes, he was it to get out of here. But then she got to know him and she's never felt this way about anyone. And uh, the whole time I'm crying. And then... I'm like Olivia Rodrigo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> big time. Big time. Uh, and Poppy goes to Mrs. Kingsley's office and shows her the lighter and explains what happened. And Miss Kingsley... It breaks my heart to see Mrs. Kingsley because Miss Kingsley is so Ugh. clearly just gut wrenched that this has happened. Yeah, and I know, mm. I know in my heart that Miss Kingsley doesn't hold it against Poppy. She's like, no, yeah. I sad, and I wish I didn't have to tell everyone, but I do. And so she's like, you've yeah. got to go before the honor call. But honestly, it's just a formality because, to be fair, who's going to listen to a girl say, "Yeah, I burnt down the kitchen," and be like, mm, "I think she still deserves to stay." Um, so yeah. Poppy's like I really did try and turn things around And I didn't want to disappoint you And then she asks her to give Freddie the letter Which just breaks my heart Because I'm like she doesn't even mm. care That it's not going to be secret anymore yeah. She's just doing it Oh my gosh So in the hallway Poppy tells Kate what happened And tries to hand her a rolled up piece of paper But Kate's like Congratulations on getting what you wanted And Poppy's like I couldn't be more unhappy. Kate is literally done with her. She's like, give it a rest. And then Poppy looks down at the rolled up piece of paper she had. It's a photo of the girls together. And she like adorned it with stickers. It looks so cute. Poppy looks up. And um, in the display case across from her, it has the 1976 lacrosse team, which was led by none other then Poppy's mom, and they look exactly alike. Oh, yeah! It is. It is literally a picture of Emma Roberts. Like, <laughs> yes, clearly, <laughs> it's Emma Roberts and some random extras who they can throw together. <laughs> yeah. So Poppy goes and sits on that weird couch bench thing from earlier mm-hmm. with the photo, and Freddie comes in because <sighs> he's been looking for her. He has her letter. <laughs> My God! So. He tells her that she backed out of their deal since she fried his head. Mm-hmm. And she starts crying and she's like, yeah, but you poached my heart. <laughs> I can't. My God. So he comes over and starts to comfort her. He puts his arm around her. Once again, we have some Alice in Wonderland quotes being thrown around. And she shows him the photo of her mom. And she's like, I didn't even know that she went to this school. And says that it's time for her to face the music. Hearts break all over the world. Hearts break yes. all over the world. Yeah. We cut to Kate going to the girls. I mean, like, Poppy's just confessed. She's going to the honor court this afternoon. But they've discovered something. We don't know what they've discovered, but all of a sudden, mm. the drama is really increasing once again. We've gone from the fire yes. to the emotions. Now the drama is coming back up here. Meanwhile, we cut yeah. to Harriet calling the honor court session. The girls... Again, cut back to the girls. So the girls realize that the email was sent after Poppy left for her date. And she determines, I guess one of them is like a computer whiz. Yeah, Kiki's like, I reverse engineered the keystroke. I was like, what are you saying? First of all, if you're using a keylogger, it will show you the 
uh, characters in a random form. So that doesn't even make sense. But she determines who else logged in on the computer. And then Trippy says she also found a diary entry that Poppy wrote, as in I went under Poppy's mattress and got her diary um, on Friday, calling them proper friends. So then back to the honor court. Harriet is just going on and on, like basically living her best, like law and order courtroom drama moment. Yeah. (laughs) And Mrs. Kingsley reminds her that the honor court is no place for her personal grandstanding and that Poppy has a right to speak for herself as well. Mm-hmm. And Poppy says that she won't try and defend herself or her actions. And that's when she notices that her friends have come in. Oh. And we have we have a, a monologue yeah, that we would love to hear you perform if uh, if you're willing. Oh my gosh. Of course I will do it. Okay. I don't know if I to try it in no, I'm not gonna try it in the American accent because I'm shall I try it in the American accent? Honestly. It's up to you, whatever you feel. Whatever you're gonna feel it the best yeah. in. Okay. So Poppy, I'm gonna really I'm gonna really try and channel Poppy more here. Okay. Amazing. So I think it's safe to say that I've really messed up and I apologize profusely, but I am also so grateful to you all. I tried really hard to get out of this school, and only now do I realize just how much I want to stay. I've learned so much being here, being with all of you, and in some ways being with my mom, who I found out was actually a student here. I've had a hole in my heart for five years, and somehow being here has slowly started to heal. I know I may have looked like a California girl, but in my heart, I've discovered that I really am an Abbey Mound girl. Oh. <sighs> applause, applause. <laughs> you. you nailed Thank it. You. This perfection. Beautiful. Harriet, the vile, atrocious woman Ugh. that she is, yells objection. <laughs> The court will disregard the statement and starts to interrogate Poppy. And Mrs. Kingsley is like, stop, halt. <laughs> so they start going over the details of what happened while Kate and the girls start whispering. They're like talking in the back. Um, and Mrs. Kingsley asks Poppy if anyone was with her. And Poppy says, not as far as I know. But Kate gets up and says that she was. And then another girl gets up and says that she was. And one by one, everyone in that room, the entire student body gets up and they say that they were with Poppy. So then Harriet screams that they're all lying and this is just a conspiracy. And Miss Kingsley is like, Harriet, shut the fuck up. Okay, (laughs) I've had it up to here. So Harriet yells that Poppy needs to be expelled, and she endangered all of our lives with her lighter at the ready. And everyone's like, Hold the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Her minion says, Lighter? What lighter? Mm-hmm. And Harriet goes, Hello, that dumb iHeart LA lighter. She left it at the crime scene. And people are like, Uh, no one's mentioned a lighter before, Harriet. How do you know that? How do you know, Harriet? Oh, and in true iconic form, Miss Kingsley's like, how do you know about the lighter, Harriet? And Poppy's like, yeah, Freddie found it before anyone had it. You wouldn't know unless you were there. And it's starting to click. Poppy is like, I did put out the fire. It was Harriet's footsteps that that I heard. She's the one who restarted the fire. 
And Drippy looks at Harry and she's like, Harriet, you're going down, beard. Ah! Drippy! Yeah. And Harriet denies it and screams at Poppy and says, I'm only finishing what she started. And then Miss Kingsley, we go, we do a zoom in moment. Mrs. Kingsley's face, Harriet, my office, no. And then joyful music plays all the girls rush to hug poppy harriet's been taken down it's a beautiful time finally also your harriet impressions are just chef's kiss perfection oh my god thank you so much thank you (laughs) of course so it's the championship lacrosse game poppy and the team head out onto the field it's a rough start the opposing team gets the first goal meanwhile mr moore shows up He says hello to Mrs. Kingsley, and he's like, where's Poppy? Well, right over there, Mr. Kingsley. He (laughs) looks over, sees his daughter on the field, the captain of the lacrosse team, in her natural brown hair, looking just like her mother. And Mrs. Kingsley is like, she's the spitting image of her mother, isn't she? And Mr. Moore agrees, getting teary-eyed. I this is where I wonder, like, did Miss Kingsley know Poppy's mom? Yes. Like, did they go to Abbey I Mount together? I think they together? had to have gone to school together. Like, Absolutely. I want to see that prequel 100. So do I. Oh, so do I. you're spinning Take fire. My money. Yeah. Um, but meanwhile, on the field, a show gets another goal. They call a timeout, and Poppy's like, "We gotta change our attitude right now. We gotta, we gotta feel that confidence." That we want to exude. So what do they do, Christina? <laughs> well, it's time It's time for the synchronized dance, as is custom in every lacrosse game. <laughs> they put on it, on, it sounds like a Beastie Boys kind of vibe, like that sort of song. I don't know what the song actually is, but they do the synchronized dance and they're like, huh, huh, ah, like totally revving themselves up, intimidating the other team. And then we're back in the game. We have another montage of this game being played. Yes. They're getting their confidence back. They score their first goal finally. Mm-hmm. They're playing, they're playing, they're playing. Poppy tosses the ball to Kiki, who tosses it to Drippy, who is trying to toss it to someone else because she doesn't want to take the shot. She ends up tripping, and the ball rolls into the goal, and they win. Yes. Everybody is simply vibing Mm -hmm. after the game everyone's celebrating and poppy sees her dad so they hug and he tells her that mrs kingsley told him that she found out that her mother went here and asked him to come and he says that he didn't tell her because he was worried that it would make her sad but he knew that she needed to be here and she agrees that that was the right call and he says that her mother is incredibly proud of her right now, just as Aww. he is. Stab me through the heart yet again, wild child. Ugh, so good. So then, in true revenge fantasy fashion, we cut to, from this beautiful happy moment to an even happier moment, arguably, <laughs> Harriet's dad's packing a bag in the trunks and her minions lean out the window and say, like, Harriet, we think you forgot something and throw a dead pheasant stone at her. We see Harriet's face enter a scream and then boom. The credits roll. We see the teachers finally getting together. We see the girls and Freddie join Poppy in LA for the summer and lounge in the pool. Poppy ignores a phone call from Ruby. 
And then the girls all jump off of the infinity pool together. Like true Malibu queens. Yeah, what a clutch like summer setup. Yeah. Just get to like yeah. go to Malibu for the summer and hang out at this giant mansion. Isn't it? Oh my God. But then also yeah. you would fancy your friend's boyfriend. You, yeah, yeah, that would be really difficult. I don't think I could be friends with Poppy if she was dating. I wouldn't. <laughs> I would have to leave it. I would have to leave it behind. Yeah. And that is Wild Child. Yeah. Truly a wild ride. Whoa. Every moment is beautiful in it. You just it's just insane. Yeah, it <laughs> is truly the the perfect time capsule for yeah. 2008 tween culture. Yeah, big time. Yeah, which yeah. I guess was when we were 12. Yeah. So pretty much almost the same age, but mm-hmm. yeah, I just I really love like movies that can highlight like a like a teen like coming of age and you like find your girl group like you kind of like find your thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big time. I also just love the fact that like she goes from being this person who's who doesn't need anyone else and then she's like, no, it's okay to need people. Like she just goes on this journey and mm. she gets the sexy man at the end of it. Like, what ah. is there that she can't do? And I also low-key love the fact that it's like, no, if you're nice, like you will just be fine. You'll still be popular if you're yeah. nice. Like it's actually a low-key, really cute message. That's like a little throwaway line that they have really at the beginning of the movie when uh, Poppy is going with all the girls into the dining room and all the girls are saying hello to Kate. Yeah. And they're like, oh yeah, Kate's really popular. Cause she's nice. Like, yeah, they set that up from the beginning. Like, you can just be nice, and then people will like you, yes. and then you'll like other people. And yeah, you know. crazy thought. Yeah, crazy thought. I like that they highlight um, vulnerability as strength. I think that's always like a really important message. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Is some of the dialogue not the best that I've ever heard? I mean, <laughs> yeah, but I disagree. I think it's the best dialogue <laughs> I've ever heard. I think it's never been beaten. <laughs> yeah, I really like how they end too with her winning the championship um, instead of her mm-hmm. just like going on another date with Freddie or anything like that. Like, so true. Yeah. I really appreciated that they just had him like a little cameo in the credits, but mm. the movie did not revolve around him. No, yeah. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of um, like Regina George's arc where she channels all of her aggression into sports. I think it's a very similar thing. So true, yeah. With Poppy. Yeah. Shall we give it a rating? Oh, Don't Michelle. ask me to give it a rating because <laughs> I will I know rate you're gonna it, give it 10 out of 10. Yeah. I will never not rate it 10 out of 10. Five stars. F- 100%. Yeah. There's nothing I can fault. Um, oh my gosh. What am I going to give this movie? Because like, <laughs> is it a good movie? No, but I do really enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> I am one of those people on Letterboxd that's like, <laughs> this is not good. Five stars. Um, I'm going to give it – okay, what did I give the click? I gave the click a 6. I think we gave it like a 6, 6.5. Is this going to be like my my third 6.5 rating in a row? I guess. Yeah, I'll go 6.5. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking like a 5 or a 6. Um, yeah. Because this is what how I'm thinking of it. I really enjoyed the movie and there was a lot of like pieces that I loved. But I feel like for mm-hmm. me – anything like six or like above a six i'm like whoa i'm like my worldview has changed yeah 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 that's that's fair this is like 
a movie that I would want to show my kid when they were growing yeah. up. Like, absolutely. Yeah. Totally. It's going to be mandatory watching in my home from the moment they're born. Yeah. It's all my children are going to see. <laughs> You're like, for your 10th birthday, double digits, you can watch Wild Child. <laughs> and you're yeah. never going to stop. <laughs> well, do you do you have any plans on naming your child Poppy? That's the question. Oh my gosh, I Ooh. didn't, but now I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a very British name. It I is a like. very British yeah. name. It's yeah. also kind of like a posh British name. Mm. I was wondering yeah. if her mom actually grew up in England or if she was just fully American and she went to Britain. Yeah, school. maybe. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Where's the origin story, y'all? I know. There's so many opportunities for prequels for this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want a sequel where I'm Freddie Kingsley's secret younger brother. Ooh. And I go to Britain. Oh, I thought school. you were going to say secret lover. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> I would do that, but then I also just respect Poppy Moore and Freddie's relationship too much, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but what if in the sequel, you know, he's exploring his sexuality? Oh, maybe. Okay, wait, hear, hear me out, hear me out. The The puzzle pieces are coming together. Oh, are you gay? It's at 20... 20- oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the line, the line when she's like, okay, go ahead, please. Yeah, it's, it's set 15, 15, 20 years in the future. Mm. Freddie is the the headmaster at Abbey Mount. Poppy, unfortunately, like her mother, passed away very young. (laughs) We have to kill Poppy off to make it okay. (laughs) He is now a little bit older and he's looking to explore his sexuality because he never had the chance because they got together so young. How could he have known? And then they they hire a new teacher. Enter Yian Cook. Oh my god. That's all I'm saying. I would watch that for sure. Yes, I would so watch that too. <laughs> so Hollywood, uh, call me. I'm ready call when you up. are. I'm ready yes. when you are. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. It's, it was such a blast to finally get to talk to you. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me. It's literally just been the yeah. funnest time ever. Oh, thank it makes you. me happy. We're always going for like a sleepover vibe. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. If you ever come to the US of A, um, you know, when things lighten up with the pandemic, <laughs> please. Yeah. Let's all hang out, have an actual sleepover, yes. watch Wild Child. You will be the fierce ones I contact, especially after hearing about these wild party stories. I need, I need to oh know more. Oh my gosh. The three of us hitting the town in New York. Insane. Don't yeah. even. <laughs> Don't even. Oh, I can't wait. Well, would you please tell our beautiful listeners where they can find you, where they can follow you? Oh my gosh, yes. So you can find me on anything and everything as at Yaikook. That's I-E-U-C-O-O-K-E. Um, TikTok, Instagram, I don't have Twitter because I get too involved in arguments. Yeah. On YouTube, you can follow me, although I only post like once every four months because I'm not as dedicated as Emma Chamberlain, even though I need to be. But <laughs> you can find me wherever you want or just find me in the streets, you know? Say hello to me. Yeah. Talk to me about Poppy Moore. <laughs> oh, I love it. We'll have all these links in the show notes, so yeah. be sure to follow him. Um, and you can also follow us on Instagram at Movies That Raised Us. Yeah. You can follow us on TikTok at Movies That Raised Us Pod. Yes, you can send us a good old-fashioned email at Movies That Raised Us at gmail.com. 
Um, And you can follow us on Twitter at MTRU underscore pod. And we'll see you next week for another movie. Yeah. I'm Mo. And I'm Christina. And our theme song is by Garrett Schmidt. Bye. Bye.